one. But let, let's just, just cover off one little piece. So the whole transient dyno thing, over to the States. Not happening in Australia, taking too long to get the parts. Welcome to the Valve Bounce, and uh, today we're talking about LA500 Review Demo. Alright, hey Steve. How are uh, you? Busy weekend, had yeah. a lot happening yeah, with uh, Formula 1 and uh, and the V8s having their final round, but yeah, let's uh, let's crack on with the Adelaide Review. Yeah, definitely the Adelaide Review, and first and foremost, congratulations to Brody Kostecki and Erebus. Yeah, nicely done. Taking out the Constructors and the Drivers' Championship, which I thought was really good. I did hear Jamie have a uh, have a small little crack, but re re retract his statement a oh, little bit. Did he? Yeah. Well, he was he was talking to I believe it might have been uh, the Castrol podcast guys, mm -hmm. and uh, he was a bit he was a bit like, oh, we've been really busy with Gen Three, like extra stuff, blah, blah, but not taking away from Erebus. Yeah, mate. Crimea River, go home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All, all the money that you made from being the homologation team and yeah. creating all the parts which keep failing like the power steering. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't think I've got any sympathy for that. But yeah, <laughs> well, um, uh, it was great to see Betty, um, you know, just absolutely overwhelmed with emotion. Um, you know, someone of her caliber to kind of take the chocolates is awesome. So yeah, it was great. Uh, I think so. The, the whole team, even Barry looked almost like emotional at one he point. He did actually. So, um, yeah. You know that was that was good to see. It obviously meant a lot to them. Um, and you know they call themselves the privateer team. I don't know if I quite agree with that statement, but they are smaller than the rest, I guess. Yeah, it'd be interesting to know how they actually define what a privateer is now, because in the old days it was very clear, it was very simple. Yeah. But now, yeah, I mean. Still big business. Still big business, but yeah, so. still ultimately compared to the others, I guess she is. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, there you go. Yeah, very good. And uh, the other thing that we had was a first-time winner demo. Oh, and hey, dominant, very dominant. Just, just took it off from the from the front row and yep. just absolutely just controlled the race. Yeah, amazing, it, amazing. It, it really reminded me of an Ambrose drive. Oh, yes, Ambrose, where we kind of drove. We've had others, but, you know, yeah. in the Ford camp, I think Ambrose was really the last time we had that. I mean, Scotty. Yeah, look, Scotty used to, he, he did it in a different fashion, though. I feel like Ambrose always controlled his pace to the yeah. person behind, and I really felt like Matt, did exactly that. Yeah. Just literally went, oh, you're going faster? I'll go a little bit faster. Yeah. Just so they know that they can't catch him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was great. And, you know, it was really awesome for the, you know, to join that elite caliber of, of someone that the Groves identified and everybody, not, I shouldn't say everybody, but a lot of people sort of had reservations about him. He had to do that Super 2 entry to kind of yeah. get the, the qualifications for the super license didn't have the greatest run in super two had a couple of ordinary weekends where people were probably doubting his um his skill level whether or not he'd make it but then to be a rookie to secure a win and do it in that dominant style i think was you know awesome to see and to watch i'm a big fan of matt payne i had a chat to him at the start of the year which i yeah. mentioned before and 
it's just a really down-to-earth character. So, um, yes. yeah, really, really happy for him and for the Penrite team because they're looking really, really strong for 24. Yes, indeed. So, I suppose we move on to the Saturday winner, mate. Saturday winner, the Mr. Saturday, you Mr. called him, have you? Yeah, Mr. Saturday, because, I mean, well, he won the Gold Coast on Saturday. True. And, uh, again... Emphatically, one on Saturday at Adelaide 500. Yeah, it was great. So, and, well, Cam Waters, we should say. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and by far, he needs to be our shining light because, goddamn, we've now got an official replacement for the best burnout person. Oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, really quick side note, the Penrite guys, oh, my God. <laughs> Almost crashed. <laughs> Almost crashed into each other. Barely in his smoke. They weren't changing gears. To be <sighs> fair to Matt Payne, I feel like Reynolds kind of cocked him up. <laughs> Reynolds has history too because his Gold Coast was horrible. Yeah, just need to pluck more gears, mate. They're like, just get it up, get it going. Get it going and just, just didn't do it. And uh, yeah, but you know, Matt's young, so I'm sure he'll learn how to do a burnout or two. He clearly hasn't done any illegally, so yeah. you know, he'll get there in the end. But yeah, it was great for Waters and you know, after mm. you know, the amount of luck or bad luck that guys had this year with a random wheel hitting him at Sandown, um, you know, the car catching on fire earlier in the year I think you know, it's a great outcome that yeah. um, the Tickford team had when we kind of got the parody right which was um, it was great to see and that, yeah I suppose that uh, is the other thing four Ford wins in to finish off the year oh, they just got to build a better mousetrap I know. don't they <laughs> isn't that what, what we hear all the time that right. suddenly <laughs> the Ford teams just don't know how to drive don't know how to build a car and now so when you fix parody we start winning yeah mm. yeah mm. No. And, um, uh, yeah, so, uh, Triple Eight, mate. Uh, who? Triple I eight. barely saw them. I mean, <laughs> Feeney obviously had resurrected something of the weekend for them, but, man, they went missing. They had an absolute shocker. They did. They did. They uh, must have run over something on the way to Adelaide because uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's definitely something gone wrong there. Um, issues with... Phoenix car on the on the Thursday or the Friday with yep. the engine, uh, steering dilemmas for Shane all weekend again, and that probably wasn't helped by the fact that he had a rebounding Coca-Cola car. Yeah, <laughs> collected. On the right. How unlucky, but you know, <laughs> just just one of those things. And we'll we'll touch on, I guess, a bit of a snapshot of Gizzy's weekend a bit later on yeah. too. But yeah, like Triple Eight really. They just didn't bring it for the championship fight. There was just nothing. And, yes, yeah. it was unlucky what happened on the Saturday. But, yeah, they, there was no recovery. It was just it felt very flat from them. And it, it did feel very flat. And Larko boosting him up made it even more farcical almost because he was like, oh, he's in the championship. Every time a camera cut to Larko, he was banging on about SVG and where he was. And uh, I just was like, Larko, they're nowhere. Yeah. They're, they're nowhere this weekend. You can it, see it. <laughs> Yeah, he'd been given the um, you're the hype man, yeah. and so he was probably just trying to deliver because any anyone else could see, Blind Freddy could see that uh, it was just it was done and dusted. Yeah, so definitely, definitely the case. Yeah. All right. Man. Well, Cameron Hill. Um, you know, probably we'll get to the Larko Luck Award later, but probably mm. could have been the candidate or the winner for that. But oh my Close. god, that turn eight, that was that was a big hit. It was a huge hit, and uh, it was Matt McColden's fault. Oh. We're blaming Maddie. Yeah, Maddie's Maddie is full at fault for this one. Sorry, Maddie. It's always uh, his fault at turn eight, right? <laughs> no, no, because they had Cameron Hill on the driver's drive, seat, yeah. and he literally said, "You haven't put it in the wall. You haven't had any incidents. It's been a stellar year." And come on, behold. Curse. <laughs> 
Oh my god. All over a driver. So Cam, send him a postcard of telling him what you think of him. Maybe and, the bill. <laughs> and maybe the bill. And uh, <laughs> Matt Stone, send him the bill. Yeah. Uh, he did take uh, responsibility, I heard, on the podcast. He said that it was his fault. So. <laughs> right. So he probably got the liability there. <laughs> yeah, no, he's already claimed it. All right, good on yes, him. Yes, yes. Yes, well, yeah, it was, it was a big hit. And I, I think... Um, We've had two cars just quickly because Brown's car has been officially written off. Yeah, I heard that. Um, and so these uh, these Gen 3 cars are a little soft, I think. <laughs> they're, they're really hard to, to, to uh, maintain at a level. They seem to be... Yeah basically broken anytime any accidents happen then they can't be straightened properly they're not quite right it's expensive it's, yeah it, it hasn't been good it hasn't um it's been an expensive year for many teams um and i don't i don't know why they're weaker i mean we went from a gen 2 chassis and as far as i understand that chassis is not all that different like at the core of it no but we didn't get this type of trouble from Gen 2. Like, they'd hit and go on. So I just don't understand why suddenly the chassis are bending and breaking. and Yeah, because they made those clips is what they refer to them. So the main chassis was <coughs> the, the core part and the fronts were meant to be easily replaceable. So we, yeah. the front chassis rails, the rear chassis rails were all easily removed and replaced. But yeah. The complication is, is that it's turning out the whole cars are softer yeah. and they're just being damaged. They're just but being damaged. Uh, it would be funny to see you know, like the actual data on why, but... Um, You'll never yeah. see that from no, supercars. No, no, definitely not. We don't see data. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So that, that, is, that is a cause for concern, but they might actually rectify that over the off-season potentially. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? <laughs> yes. Well, let, let's get on to some better news anyway. Yeah, and news. Um, obviously, we mentioned before about Ford winning the last four races to conclude the 23 season. So <laughs> we're happier. Yeah, definitely. Um, one thing I should disclose, you know, is I've been a very a long-time avid supercars watcher, but I hadn't watched around since I switched off at the end of round two, <sighs> and I didn't watch it until basically I've seen the last two and a half rounds, <laughs> right? So when they fixed the parody stuff. So I kept abroad of all the news and information. I was still listening to the podcast. I still you know, wanted to see what was happening for the parody, but it just shows I went from zero to mm. now back in the game of watching all of it because I know that the four teams had a chance. So, yeah, yeah it was it was great to see. And, you know, even the likes of having Randall, like, what a stellar weekend he had. So, Amazing. Uh, yeah. Like, I, I know he didn't get a win or anything like that, but just in terms of um, his own confidence of being up the front consistently and racing up the front consistently, I thought it was... Really yeah. Up. Yeah, it was really so. good. Um, so it was great to see, although we don't officially know... I think he's the, you know, Waters and Randall will be the the car the drivers for the cars for Tickford, um, and so, yeah, it was great to see him sort of get that confidence and and deliver it home. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, we're now going to go to now. I'm going to throw it open. Yeah. We're really struggling. We thought 
do we call it fair or biased? We're trying to find different words like one eye, just. So maybe you, if anyone, the four watches that we have, um, one of you guys, if you've got a better way, but the segment we want to run is, is it fair or are we biased? And we're going to run through some of the highlights and lowlights of the weekend and um, and give our takes on whether we think it's uh, fair or or, uh, or biased. Well, I will ask the First question, yep. and then maybe you follow up to me the next one. So gotcha. let's, let's go with the very first one for fair or biased. Triple Eight ran over a black cat on the way to Adelaide. Absolutely fair. The results show <laughs> it's not us being biased on that one. Well, I'll talk for me. So I think absolutely fair. Something went horribly wrong. Shane, I mean, the unsighted crashed though yeah. he just the, the, the it was waters was in front of him just he managed to pop out and it was just like oh my god there's a car there's a car and just the way it ripped off the wheels and every, oh my goodness so <laughs> it was all done and yeah so uh, yeah that was pretty bad so i think fair okay yeah i'll go with fair as well okay <laughs> right so this one's a little stronger so yeah. So Shane, SVG, the karma train has come home and you've written here, I will say you've written just because via express to derail the little hope he had of securing another championship. I'll, I'll let you answer this one. Yeah. Look, I wrote this obviously to incite a little bit of drama. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But um, look, it, it's probably a little biased that... that that call, uh, Damo. So that was a little bit rough, mate. You should have uh, been a little bit nicer than that. It was me. No, no. I mean, we definitely we had spoken about it, but it's just, it sort of felt like. I mean, it was a. In terms of being biased, yet yeah, the karma train came home for all the yeah. bumps and knocks and things that happened. That yeah. finally something fell against him rather than for him. Yeah. Um, definitely. So definitely biased, but yeah, I think um, Jesus the. Uh, <laughs> The derailing, it, uh, it really yeah. happened fast, didn't it? Was, it, it did. Was it, so I think it was like a minute into the into the first yeah. um, into the first race. I don't think it was a minute. Done. <laughs> I think it might have been thirty or forty <laughs> seconds. It was it was literally as oh no I won't go there. Uh, <laughs> it was so quick. It was literally start the race, get to turn four, come out of turn four, bang, and it was done. And uh, look, I'm not going to lie, I was smiling. Um, only because I wanted Brody to win. Um, I think the message that I got from you was, ha 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 I might have been a bit short on the haas, but we were both loving it. Um, yeah, because it was great for Brody. Yeah. Um, with I definitely think he was the deserved champion this year. So yeah, yeah. and it just took. Uh, I suppose I mean it took the championship challenge completely out of it and. I don't know, it just sort of felt to me that was at least, it was good, it was done, and everyone could go racing and just enjoy the rest of the year. All right, well, for the next one then, mm. what do you think? Anton. Anton. So, Anton's move on Will Brown was unsporting and deserved a penalty demo. I think that's biased. I don't think he needs to have a penalty. Mm-hmm. It was definitely... It was on the line of being a little bit unsporting, but when you watch, like the car was jumping around a bit because they were trying to change direction. Cold tires. He definitely didn't 
do everything in his power, but I guess, you know, that's your part, it's part of the racing craft, right? You want to limit your, your opponent's ability, so you want to try and get ahead. And I think, yeah, I think he was okay, but, yeah, it could have been, like, it, it, it just would have taken his car just to skid a little bit more, like, on the cold tyres, or for him to, to not try and make the change of direction. And it would be pretty, I think, pretty fair to say that he would have copped a penalty. Yeah, look, I, I do tend to agree. I, I think this one's a bit biased. And the reason I brought it up um, is because in commentary and so forth, there was a discussion of whether it was or wasn't fair. Um, and when they interviewed Will Brown, Will often said that Anton's not that type of bloke. So yeah. it's, it, he definitely didn't have any, uh, any issues with it. So it's just an unfortunate event and I think it was just a bit of cold tyres yeah. yeah a bit more understeer than necessarily needed to and unfortunately Brown was you know he was on the outside so that just happens and a quick side note on that the V8 sleuth had a podcast with the DSO Craig Baird and he mentioned huh? the commentary team were not helping the situation he was talking about Gold Coast <laughs> where they were trying to ramp up and, and talk about what is fair and what deserves a penalty and he said the commentary team don't help in that sense so I thought that was interesting just a little side note isn't it that is biased uh, <laughs> 100% biased there yeah. but uh, look I'm not going to disagree because I think it's time that the commentary team take a backward step on trying to determine an outcome just call the race for fuck's sake Okay, so Matt Payne's win on Sunday, you made the call earlier. I did. It was so dominant that it was Ambrose-esque. Yes, I agree 100. It's not biased. It is a <laughs> truthful call, Damo. It is 100% what it was like, and uh, I look forward to watching many more next year. <laughs> um, being the middle child, maybe I'll sit on the fence. <laughs> I can see how that's a little biased, but it was a dominant, so uh, let me jump on board. Let's yeah. just go. It was fair. Absolutely dominated. Love your work, Matty. Yeah, no, it was awesome, Matt. So congrats again on yes. your first race win. Uh, Finney dodged a bullet while Mostert copped it fair in the chest for his five-second penalty demo. Um, right. We don't swear often, but I'm fucking angry about this. <laughs> As I mentioned, I did, I did listen to the DSO uh, podcast that they ran, and his take was, from the data, he claimed Feeney never hit Mostert that first corner. <coughs> now, when you watch the footage, the, which is the rear cam from Chaz's car, you can see there's a bump. When you listen... And I'm going to call it out as I see it. When you listen, you can actually hear the bit of wheel spin that happens after the contact. So I don't know what data Baird I was looking at, but fair income, that was bullshit. And I really call on them, please, release what data you've seen that shows that there was no contact. Because thousands of us who watched that all recognized that there was contact made by Feeney. Mm -hmm. Now... Chaz's was a lot more blatant, no doubt about it, right? Sure. But it was a return of serve. It really, the overtake that Feeney made should not have happened because he bumped him and pushed him offline. Oh. And so therefore it was just a reversal. Everyone's happy days, super pissed off about the, the penalty. And it was just, yeah, I, I think Beardo is normally pretty good, right? He's normally pretty good. He just has these moments 
and I just don't know what data he could be looking at that would show there was no contact when everything else, the visuals and the, the sound, all show there was contact from Feeney. Well, I, I can tell you now, I was I'll on breathe. Twitter all weekend on yep. the Valve Bounce, so if you're not on X, sorry, Twitter, you know what it is. Twitter, X, whatever. So you yes. can follow us at the Valve Bounce on there, but I was on there all weekend and the blow up on that social media site huge. was huge. I even took a snapshot and sent it to the boys of what was going on. Nobody yeah. was happy with that result. Everybody saw the tap that Feeney did. And uh, except for, of course, you know, Supercars. The, the one that counted. Yeah, well, yeah. well, it's... Um, <laughs> well, sorry, we'll call Bando. We'll, we'll probably He's not Supercars. What is he? He's Motorsport Australia. I was about to say Cans, <laughs> but that's just showing my age. Um, yeah. 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 Yes, definitely, definitely. Yeah, that one really, really pissed me off, but, you know, anyway. I couldn't tell, that. I could not tell. Yeah, I've definitely hit the... Larko's excessive championship discussion, debate, ham-up. There was a bit of uh, borderline ear abuse for you. And me. <laughs> yeah, I it, made the call for this, you. This might be biased, <laughs> uh, maybe, but it was fair ear abuse for me. I was over it after the second time they cut to him going, that's the G's in the championship and they're going to look out for this guy. Fuck off, and, man. And then still running with the, if he places here, then that means we can win and this is all he has to do. And it's like, oh my God, mate, it was done and dusted. It's done and dusted. The, the funniest thing about that whole thing was that so much of that was just dead in the water after 30 seconds of the race. And that, that, that probably made me happier than anything else. Is like, I don't have to listen to this trip for the rest of the weekend. So that's good. That's but then, good. yeah, he just kept going. And it's a shame because Larko is normally the one that saves the broadcast in a lot yeah. of sense. Um, but yeah, it was just a yeah, bit, it was a bit over the top. I, I will say a shout out uh, to Declan who said that I was probably being a little bit over the top uh, this week with <laughs> really? that. Really? I, I, I yeah. did post the question on uh, Facebook Facebook of of whether it was over the top and and he did respond saying look you know yes it's probably a little bit but they have to talk up the championship and look I, I do agree with that Ooh, but called I think, out he definitely called out but um, <laughs> I do agree with what he's saying they do yeah. need to to do that but I think there's just there's hype and then there's just too much and people get sick of listening to it and especially I feel like when it's around Triple Eight in particular. People are getting over the discussion of Triple Eight overall because they just keep banging on about them. No yep. matter what. Whether so, back, front, middle, doesn't matter. So confirmed, biased. Biased. Got it. Got it. All right. Well, uh, Damo, for yep. the next one. Tanda and Rihanna Korean are Supercars broadcast saviors over the weekend, mate. A hundred percent. Tanda has been a breath of fresh air. Uh, yes. Um, and Rihanna has always been really good. I think... The one call out is why the coverage team make her interview her husband. <laughs> now, she and Will both do a brilliant job of just being absolutely professional and just yep. keeping it real. And it just shows you the class that she has. Yep. But why get her to do it? Get Garth to do it, for <laughs> crying out loud. Like, um, and Garth, you know, even though he has been for a long time being the Holden guy, when he came into the commentary, we were very surprised. We had lots yeah. of conversations with our Holden mate, Steve, and yeah. you, Steve, and like, just talking about how good he was. Um, yeah, so I think they're absolutely, um, they're absolutely saviors. Yeah. I will say, 
just listened one of the only times I've listened to the um, what do they call the rev limiter auto. Oh, you listen to the yeah wow. auto fiction uh, auto action. action yeah yeah um, and they reckon that Tanda was no good. Reckons what? that he's on the nose, and I, I was really shocked. I'm like, well, how, how did you come to that conclusion? I okay. think he was by far the best. We, we've got clearly a large audience in four people. Yes. What do you guys think? Yeah. Do you think Tanda and Rihanna were brilliant, or as auto action, action. got it right? Because Which uh, brings to the next one because this one, <laughs> there's absolutely. I won't take any bias on this one. This is fact. It is absolutely done and dusted. That Scaife and Crompton. Are more focus on stroking each other's egos, ah, ego, yeah, yeah. egos, okay, yep. um, than actually making the actual spectacle uh, enjoyable for everyone. I think that's hundred percent truthful, don't we? Absolute facts. Uh, I know Feeney's move on Kostecki in the final turn was the move of the year. Oof. Big call for move of the year. It was a solid move. <laughs> it was very good. I, I, it was it was one of the best. I, we had some good passing and some good uh, proper racing at the Gold Coast. Yeah, we did. But when when I saw you pose the question, I was trying to remember back and and look. There haven't been many great races. No. I think taking the, the the real unbiased lens off. If we look at some of the Camaro racing earlier in the year, I think Brody. And Shane, it was it was it at Perth? Yeah, Perth. Where they really that was a really good one. And this one would be on par or close to that, if not, yeah, I mean you probably feel like it was the best, but yeah, I think that was there's only been a couple of really good moves that have sort of happened. Yeah, look uh, and that's the the only other one that came to mind for me was that Brody Shane excuse me, battle. Um but uh yeah, I I just felt the fact that they had a car going into the pit lane and Brody on the outside of it, it was balls deep. <laughs> yeah, it was. And he, he got through and uh, they didn't touch. Which... Yeah, no, well, absolutely fair. <laughs> Even if there was a little rub, like it was still such a great so move. Yeah. yeah, so so well done, Feeney. I know we're not the biggest Triple Eight fans or anything like that, but was... credit where credit's due, that was a good move. Yeah, it was. Good move. It was. All right, let's talk about David Reynolds. Oh, yeah. He's moved to Team 18. Yeah. And I've got some extra additional stuff, which I'll add on after I hear your thoughts. But his move is going to be career-ending. What's your take? Well, it's definitely not biased. I'm pretty sure that's uh, <laughs> pretty accurate. Um, sorry, Davey. Loved you at the Penrite team. Really think you should have stayed on, regardless of what the contract offer was. Um, because yeah. I think you are now in big trouble for the rest of your career. Yeah, I think he'll just be in the wasteland because we're just not going to see Team 18 be anywhere near where Davey's probably skill level is. And so he's going to turn into, and it's a shame what's happened to Frosty, that they've had one probably really solid round where they had a win. And that's really been it for Team 18. So um, they haven't really handled the Gen 3 stuff as well as they probably should have. so I put this to you. Yep. Erebus would not have won without Davey leaving. Ooh, that's a big call, Davo. So here's my theory. Mm. They had all that COVID year. They had so many dramas. 
um, David was not happy. Reynolds was very dissatisfied with the way they handled things. There was obviously a whole bunch of stuff happening, you know, behind the scenes with the, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Barry was probably at his worst version of Barry during that time. Yeah, fair. Dave leaves. Mm-hmm. There's some sort of adjustment that's happened. Barry's a much better level-headed person since that time. Done some self-reflecting. Maybe Betty had words with him, um, worked on himself, whatever. And I think that's the difference as to why they started to turn things around. Fresh start with new drivers, new attitude, better management of the team. That's why they won. That's my call. All right. I, I agree and I disagree. I agree to an extent because what I'm about to say doesn't happen without Reynolds leaving as well. Oh. Um, but I okay. think Brody has brought something to yeah. that team that they needed and were missing. And Will Brown is a very good driver, don't get me wrong, but Brody is very smart. Not, not just in the car, but working on the car and understanding every aspect of what makes that thing tick. Yep. And I think that might have been the difference between where they are now and where they possibly would have been if Reynolds is. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, Brody's definitely brought elements to that to shape the team in, in the success for sure. Um, you're right. Like, that's why I think Brown will go well at Triple Eight, where all of that stuff is kind of handled, handled and managed, and he can just get on with driving. Um, but yeah, Brody brings a lot more to it. But as you say, without the, the issues that they had, Dave Reynolds leaving and Brody coming in, I don't think they ever would have won. So that's the big call out. I don't know whether it's uh, biased or not, but I um, <laughs> I do love Reynolds. I do love him. But, yeah, I just think in some regards that that, that year and the way that was handled was, was not great. Yeah. Yeah, no, look, I, I tend to agree with that statement. All right, Damon, so for the last one. Yeah. Gold Coast was a better event than Adelaide, despite Adelaide winning the event award at the gala. So, are they maybe we're biased, are they biased against Boost and Peter Adderton? <laughs> because from all reports, um, now look, Hannah, I only know one person that actually went to that event this year, but yeah. what we saw from the outside and what was also said from internally from people going, it was a, an amazing event and I am reasonably biased to the Adelaide event because we've been so many times and I really love it and it was great to see this year after going the past couple of years, and it's just been an absolute. Oh, I mean, they had no funding. They had you know the the grounds were reduced. There was nothing happening around. It was a schmozzle to be to be honest. The way it felt, um, so it definitely looks like it's returned to form. But yeah, I don't know how something that's just come back and is still building. Versus an event that just looked like it was handled promotionally wise, like the marketing was sensational, the the racing was sensational, everything was perfect for the for the um, Gold Coast, mm-hmm. and I just don't know why that wouldn't have been the round of the year. Yeah, Luke, I I don't think you're biased. I think that's a fair call. Um, so for me, definitely the racing was probably better at Gold Coast than it was at Adelaide. I love the outcome of Adelaide. But I don't know, I didn't. Oh. The outcome at Gold Coast was good as well. Oh, still good. Um, but uh, I felt that the 
the actual racing itself between the brands as well, particularly Gold Coast was better. As for on the ground, I mean, Adelaide is when I have been, I haven't been recently, but when I've been, has always been done and run very well. Mm. Um, and it did have a big headline act with Robbie Williams on the final day, which maybe is the yeah. difference between getting across the line and not. I'm not sure how they actually score it, but um, yeah. I will say this. Mm. The Adelaide 500 went for too long. Yeah. Four too days. It's too much. Too much. I agree. Yeah, so. and it was stretched out, you know, in a bizarre way, which we touched on last episode with having qualifying on one day and then top 10 on the next day. And yeah, yeah I, I think you could condense that to three days and it's a perfectly, like the, the event runs perfectly well. Perfectly well. well. Yep. Yeah, so agree with absolutely that. Absolutely agree. <laughs> moving on to Larko's Luck Award. Larko's Luck Award. <laughs> Who is... <laughs> Who is the winner? We heard uh, my. I mentioned Cameron Hill probably is uh, is the runner up. Look, but, Cam did um, his best. Yeah, he, he really did do his best. But the no, winner? he he can't he can't beat this fella because this fella came in as a championship contender <laughs> and uh, absolutely had everything go against him. He ran over a black cat. He I don't yeah. know whatever you did, Shane. Don't do it again because that won't work for you in NASCAR. But Shane Van Gisbergen, congratulations. You've well, won uh, something <laughs> in the very last event of the year, and that is Larco's Luck Award. Yeah, yeah. So, you just couldn't, um, you know, I, I guess as we talked earlier, the, the crash that happened so early on, oh, and then spending Sunday just, with some wheel, well, it felt like a loose wheel. We don't really have any clarity. The teams are... Well, the Triple Eight team have been very suspect about what it might be. Yeah. I mean, it sort of feels somewhere in the camp of Shane just gave up and just didn't gave no more fucks. Oh, and, or there was actually a, you know something that was going on that they don't want to tell us. So, like, it has to be one of those two, I think. I, I think it's the latter. Look, yeah. I, I, know, I know Shane does appear on at least on the media side of like he doesn't give a fuck anymore. But I, oh. I, I feel like in a, like he's a racer when he's in the car he's a flat out racer he loves the competition yep. so I don't think it was that at all I think it was just there's something wrong with the cars that they still haven't figured out or rectified and I think he's a little hypersensitive to whatever that is Yeah. and you know that if you're not confident in the car and you're turning into a corner like turn 8 at what 200k an hour and it feels like a wheel is loose I'm, I don't blame him yeah yeah it's a fair call so. and I guess you know maybe you might see this as luck on his side or maybe the luck luck for the real fans of SVG how little coverage of Shane and his last round yeah. there was they had a great piece which they put together of all the other drivers talking about Shane Yep. and then I was waiting for the big you know kind of fanfare and there was none no, so from all reports that I have heard is after the whole Townsville thing and so much media bash up and everything else, yep. Shane said no more. So whether that's true or not, I don't... Sorry, no, I just covered that. <laughs> I don't actually know, but um, I, I think it's a high chance because I can't imagine Supercars saying we're not going to interview you in your final race and so forth. So. Yeah, yeah, it seems, definitely feels like that he must have had some input on that because we know what supercars are like. They would, they don't need a second uh, second chance to 
have all the interviews and footage and keep talking about him. Um, but yeah, he definitely didn't. Um, but it was still great to see or to hear that in the in the actual f- with the fans, he was really good. Yeah, saying goodbye, signing stuff, you know, being really um, engaging on that front. But yeah, the yeah. media stuff was just there was zip, there was nothing. So yeah, that was very interesting. And uh, just just a quick note, Shane, if you go over to the US and you engage with them <laughs> far more, the media here is going to be really pissed. <laughs> so go do that because that'll be fun. Yeah, right, we saw that with Ambrose. Yeah. He didn't like engaging with the media here, and when he went to the US, he was fine. He loved it. It's almost like there's something wrong with the supercars media. Yeah, imagine, imagine that. Mm. Fair yeah. or biased? Fair. <laughs> biased. You. <laughs> All right. Qualifying um, our predictions. Our predictions. You're gonna have to bear with us with this one. This is gonna be a nightmare. It was a nightmare to, to coordinate last time. It's a nightmare to talk through the results. It is. The short version is that. I had some really good stuff. You had some really good stuff. But overall, right. barely a pass mark. <laughs> that's, that's my summary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, obviously, as we know, uh, we can't predict anything and we're washed, as they say. Uh, mind you, to give you credit, mm-hmm. you said Brody Kostecki for race 27 yep. at the end of the top 10 would be on pole. Yep. And he did. So congratulations, Dave. I'll take that one. Well done. I said Cam Waters, and stuff you can. You screwed me. <laughs> you had no pace in qualifying, which is very unlike you. Yeah. Um, but that's the way it is. Now, uh, Reynolds obviously lined up uh, second. Neither of us got that. I said Brody. You said Chaz. Yep. Uh, and uh, Randall third. I said Reynolds. You said Waters. Uh, D. Pasquale yep. was fourth, and that was... I said pain, you said Shane. <laughs> Funny how that actually works. Works. <laughs> and, uh, and Brown was the one who was in fifth. And again, I said Shane and you said Reynolds. So yeah. I've, we, we really messed that up. So some of us got some of those in different orders. <laughs> yeah. But I think overall you had the most correct, I think. <laughs> no, none of us picked Randall to, yeah. to have a stellar weekend. Yeah. Um, so, and then having D-Pass who just popped his head up for one little little session, session. and then and disappeared, disappeared for the rest of the weekend. What that was quite wrong? surprising. Yes. What about the actual race predictions? So, but we know that Waters, uh, the order was Waters, Reynolds, Randall, yes. Mostert, and Feeney. <laughs> I predicted waters. Da, da, da. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's no other way than saying that I totally balls this one up. So um, let's go to you because yeah. you had Cam Waters. I did. Tick. Tick, yeah. You had Brody, who wasn't there, of no, course. No, Reynolds came in second on that one. Then you had Feeney. So you had third, but the, he came in fifth, so that's yeah, not bad. Not too bad. Uh, Reynolds, so yeah. slight mismatch, second and fourth. And then Chaz, who was yeah. fourth and fifth. So I think I had Brody. <laughs> What is his second? So yeah, it's, it's close, bad. close, it's close. Bad. SVG. SVG. Yeah, that, that one got ruined. And then I had Chaz on the money. Fourth. That's two. I put it fourth, and and then that was it. I had Matt Payne. So uh, pick count two one in demo favour for yeah. actual prediction there. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> now I think it gets. Better for me and then worse for me. I don't know. I don't know. It's We're pretty shocking. We're going to find out. All right. So let, let's go to qualifying for race 28. Race 28. Again, this is at the end of the top 10 and the top five of that. 
so we had actual results. Kostecki, Payne, Waters, Mostert, and Feeney. Wow. And uh, we predicted right for this one, Damo. Hey! Hey! Nice! 3-2. Uh, oh, no, yeah, yeah, the other way around. 3-2. <laughs> and then... And then... I think there might be a sharp decline on how we actually track on yeah, well, the results yeah. on some of these. Yeah, so we both said Shane would chase him home, and, well, that was wrong. Because wrong. Uh, that was Payne, who got second. Uh, and that was a... St- actually, uh, just quickly, yes. the lap of both Brody and Matt were some of the most committed laps I've seen this year. They were well on it, and I was really, really impressed. I was very impressed with Brody at the time because he went like six or seven tenths. Tenths faster. faster, And then then Matt Payne being... So close. So close. Um, Yeah, no, cracking effort on both those guys. Uh, And third was... uh, Lining up third was Waters, and, well... I had Chaz. So... He's offside, I had Chaz and Waters. I just had them the wrong way round. And, uh, and you had... I had Waters the next run down, but I had Davey Reynolds. Reynolds. No, yeah. definitely not. Didn't get that one. Thanks for the curb strike, mate. <laughs> God, that was a disaster. <laughs> curb strike straight away. Straight away. So soul crushing. Absolutely sent it and lost it. Yeah. All in one hit. And, uh, and then uh, we had uh, Mostert. In the fourth position, which we both predicted Cam Waters would be. Yeah. Uh, so that wasn't good. And uh, Feeney was... I got it right. You got it right. On the money. Right. I uh, had pain, but... Uh, yeah, nothing but pain on my quick, predictions. It's too quick for you. <laughs> yes. All right, all right. So race 28. So the these the results that we had were obviously pain, Feeney, Reynolds, Waters, and Mostert. Yeah. And we had Brody. <laughs> and that's that. He was just like, he didn't really have the pace, but he, they didn't care anyway because it was all done and dusted. That's it. Um, SVG, I had. You had Chaz. I had Chaz. I was, I was hoping for a bit of Chaz, you know. A bit of Chaz love. Love. But thought it might be up there, but no. It wasn't anywhere. I had Chaz in third. Yeah. And uh, you had SVG. <laughs> <laughs> and so both of us failed on the SVG, the Shane yeah, Van Gisbergen one. Definitely. Then we both got Waters in fourth. Oh, we'll take that. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And then fifth where Mostert uh, came, I had Reynolds. And, and you had Matt Payne, who was the victor. At least you had him in your list. I, I did not, so it's a fair call. You had him at least in the list. I had him on the Saturday. Well, I think, yeah, look, you know, and to be fair, I think I thought Matt was going to have a good weekend. I just didn't predict him to have a stellar weekend. Yeah. Um, so it's it's one of those things that in these predictions, uh, supercars, especially in the last four rounds where it was a little bit more even, was a little bit more unpredictable. Very much so because we didn't really know how the cars with the adjustments were going to make. And <sighs> so that's our excuse. And we'll be so on the money next year oh, until yeah. we find another excuse in our little book to go, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and that's but- why. That didn't happen. Yeah, perfect. Driver excuse book, but in podcast form. Yeah. <laughs> and so I guess with that, that kind of wraps up the the year. Um, and uh, for us, we're going to continue on the videos. We're going to look at, you know, maybe some year reviews. We're yeah. going to look at what we think needs to happen 
in the future for some of the parody stuff that's happening overseas. Yeah, probably some 2024 predictions. Uh, uh, yeah, as we get a little well, closer into the uh, into the new year. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, we've got a whole bunch of other stuff. We obviously got F1. We'll be doing the same. Yeah. And then we're going to look to doing some other fun activities that we can hopefully do some car shows and other yeah. things that are out and about in the summer months here in Australia. Definitely. So we'll mix up the content and hopefully uh, you enjoy it. So absolutely. Give us a like and subscribe, please. Tell your friends and family, share it with other people. That would be great as we continue on our path. We're getting better at this and, <laughs> well, maybe you want to you leave can, a comment. You can, you can judge and tell us how rubbish we are but, <laughs> or washed we are. But, uh, no, definitely. And remember, at the Valve Bounce across all social media platforms yep. that we're involved in uh, at the moment. Yeah. And uh, I'll try my best to, to stick around on, on X as much as I can. Uh, yeah. So please send a, a message there. Send a message. You can DM us on Facebook or on Instagram. Um, and, you know, we'll yeah. try and bring you as much content and as useful content as we can. And we should say thanks to some of the early adopters who are posting Definitely. and making comments and keeping us honest on certain things. Jeff so, and Declan. Well done, boys. boys. Thank you. The only um, two that watch us. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, maybe the only two, but um, yeah, we can uh, we can do some interactions with the APRA boys at some point. I think um, at the track, maybe. Yeah, I think we'll we'll try and do a little bit of that as well, and and get uh, Declan on the show because he's got some stories as well. That guy. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye.